Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today, I have a sponsor for this episode, actually, and I'm really pleased about it. With all of the talk in the last episode about, well, Slim Jims and lottery and the lottery players, apparently I've become hugely attractive to the astrology and lottery playing audience, and uh, especially those that eat Slim Jims that I've been contacted by this next sponsor. Uh, and well, <laughs> getting a little funding for this episode. And so today's podcast, which is number 166, is brought to you by Pepto-Bismol Ultra and the cherry flavor variety. It treats five things, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, and vomiting blood. The warnings, of course, are supposed to be read by me, and I guess, well, I guess I'll follow their, the advertiser's rules and, and read them to you. It must be known that children with Ray's syndrome and teenagers who have or are recovering from chickenpox or the flu-like symptoms should not use this product. When using this product, if changes in behavior with nausea and vomiting occur, consult a doctor because these symptoms could be early signs of Rye's syndrome, a rare but serious illness caused by beef jerky and Slim Jims eaten on a daily basis. Last but not least, ask a doctor if symptoms get worse or last more than two days and if diarrhea lasts more than two days and looks as if it's a consistency much like blood and seminal fluid. So um, anyways, thanks Pepto-Bismol. I'm sure you can pick it up in any convenience store or market uh, near you. So with that out of the way, let's get into today's episode, which is being recorded from Little Italy, San Diego, on a Sunday at 5.31 p.m. Yes, today is the 4th of July. It is a day where we get to, well, roast hamburgers and eat and watch fireworks and completely forget about the cannibals that rolled across the field during the wars of our founding fathers and the American revolutions and, well, completely violently <laughs> dislocated and then disjarred the legs of our ancestors in fighting for our freedom. And, of course, I do not. That is why I brought that gruesome image up. Because, well, one of the things I think we ought to strive for and live for, if nothing else, is, well, there's people out there that died gruesome, horrible deaths so that one day we 
Could TikTok and Snapchat our way into the biggest mental health crisis that humanity has ever seen? So, ladies and gentlemen, on this bright and sunny, beautiful July 4th, I would like to talk about one thing. And it is a message that I think is pertinent mainly to copywriters in the crowd. And it is something called the Sophistication Projection Fallacy. You see, this is something that I suffer from or have suffered from, and I know it so well that, well, heck, I've even, well, pioneered some of the research into this term and, well, perhaps have even pioneered the term itself. After my research, the idea exists in the world, which I will share with you, but I'm going to give you the definition, which you can add to the ever-growing list of cognitive fallacies out there that that should be known and studied. So again, it is called the sophistication projection fallacy. And what the sophistication projection fallacy is, and again, keep this in mind when you are writing to an audience as a copywriter, okay? It is the occurrence of an intellectually advanced person through being subject of a filter bubble, meaning a filter bubble is essentially if you've ever gone on Amazon and because you've bought a certain type of product, now you get a ton of recommended products related to that filter. You are in a filter bubble. If you have seen ads online and are being remarketed to with uh, different ads that of that are related to things that you've clicked on or bought in the past, you are in a filter bubble. Wherein it's not just the ads you see, but also even the information, the Twitter posts, the Facebook posts, the content, even even the things you see in reality due to the reticular activating system of our minds, wherein we are able to spot out patterns that we've already like pre-filtered and pre-understood, right? So that is what a filter bubble is. It combines with confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is one of the most elementary and important cognitive fallacies out there, which is essentially looking at the world and filtering out all other information besides that which confirms your beliefs. That's called confirmation bias. And then it these two things combine into another cognitive fallacy called projection fallacy, which is the projection of reality, um, the projection of your perception onto reality, I should say. Sorry, I'm getting a little distracted in the back because uh, it seems that Princess Fiona found uh, one of my uh, huge, massive Ziploc bags, which I've actually picked up that practice from Dan Kennedy by these huge Ziploc bags, which is a lot better than a putting stuff like, you know, in boxes or something. And so uh, Princess Fiona has discovered it for the first time and has decided to dick around and jump all over it. So hopefully you cannot hear that. Um, Fiona, if, if this wasn't live right now, I would throw a freaking rock at your head, okay? Anyways, so the projection of reality, the projection of your beliefs onto reality. That's called reality distortion. And reality distortion can actually be a helpful thing. If you have ever read the 
Steve Jobs biography by Walt Isaacson, Walter Isaacson, then you will have heard about something that Steve Jobs was said to have had, which is called a reality distortion field. Everywhere he went, he distorted reality so that it fit his depiction of reality. That's called projection, projection of your beliefs onto reality. And guess what? It's effective. So with this, we end up perceiving the world as comprised of much more intelligent people very often than what exists in reality. This is something that a lot of copywriters suffer from. We think that we are writing to people like us, people who read, people who listen to podcasts, people who are constantly and never-ending striving to grow and learn and become a better version of themselves. The fact is, a lot of people are floundering and lost in this world, and and that's actually not even entirely correct. You see, it's it's not that there are some people that are just like that. It's that everyone is almost the same. We go through different phases. Well, a lot of people are in a phase wherein they are not as sophisticated and as sharp, at least in that phase or that period of their life, as you may be. And so it's an important thing when you're creating something for an audience as a copywriter, and you've heard this a million times, you know, research is, what I hold is research is 96% of of everything. It is the most most important thing, right? The other 4% is just tactics and strategy. But getting inside of the customer and audience's mind is everything. And even then, we can tend to err on the side of sophistication projection fallacy. And I'll leave you with one quote. And this quote is actually gathered from the Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. And he quoted P.T. Barnum when Dan Kennedy was outlining this concept for copywriters. P.T. Barnum once said this quote, nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. What he's saying is that you should err on the side of underestimating the intelligence of people and oversimplifying everything. And well, ladies and gentlemen, I could I could go on, but I want to let you know one more important thing before I sign off on today's piece. And it is this. The sophistication projection policy and these notes and I have a list I have a essentially like probably 10 note cards in front of me right now because I I take a uh, about 10 note cards every single day from what is essentially my external offline brain of linked note cards, which is known as the Zytokosten system, even though Zytokosten has been bastardized as a term and been neglected and is now misused everywhere. And I say that now more than ever because this morning I was reading up on another book that is literally 
has Zettelkasten in the title, and it is so far off. It is a digital version of Zettelkasten, and it's so far off from reality that it's just like, I hate even saying the term Zettelkasten now, because number one, it's a completely confusing term, and then number two, it's now so far off what what it actually truly means in terms of how it's taught online that I don't like even saying it because I feel like for those of you that actually Google and search the term, you're going to be misled and waste a ton of time like I have done already, which is why I am working on compiling and creating an actual accurate guide to what this is and why it's, it is so powerful, especially for copywriters, especially if you have swipe files, especially if you take notes, especially if you're an entrepreneur who is a constant and never-ending learner, especially if you are really, quite honestly, any type of knowledge worker, creating any type of work. So thanks to the Zettelkasten that I use, the external analog one, I have been able to gather this information today and well the information that i share with you every day and so ladies and gentlemen before i go there's one more important thing the reason why it is so powerful i'm sorry we just i, I just have to get this out i'm being really um freaking cat fiona if she wasn't so cute i would like freaking uh, and hopefully, hopefully, actually, this is this is something to say now because this will ensure that I never end up with any PETA listeners. All right, if if she wasn't so cute, I would literally punt her off of my balcony onto an oncoming <laughs> train track. So, if you're a PETA uh, listener and fan, now is the time to go ahead and clip that and cancel me as soon as possible from your gang because I am not one of you. Um, God. Fiona, this is horse shit, okay? This is not what a princess does. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end today's episode because I'm going to go and actually enjoy the 4th of July with a light and crispy and a few friends and, well, be back at it tomorrow. So, with that said, I must advise you, as always, to remember to stay crispy, my friends. Scott Shepper signing off Sunday at 5.43 p.m. post-meridium. Peace. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepper. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do. All right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. 
And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace. Peace.